Sharks and the Fourth Row Podcast. After a little mini hiatus, a little mini vacation, the dog and I are finally back. Dog, it feels good to be back. Hey, yo. Hiatus suggests that we were somehow taking a break for intended purposes, which honestly, we just, I think we just both were busy in our lives and didn't end up recording. Yeah, so it's more of a hibernation, a little vacation rather than a hiatus, but we're back. Honestly, those people listening probably didn't even notice. (laughs) (laughs) Realistically, let's let's be real. No one's been busy. the eight, the eight of you who listened to this the first day, like, are the probably the only ones that noticed that we didn't post last two weeks. But anyways, yeah, we're back. Hopefully, we we're didn't back. lose too much of our listenership. But uh, I guess we missed us more than anyone else really did. So, but we're back. Yeah, we're, it's like we're back. Well, and we're, talking. we're talking. We're talking like we were we were gone for you know we haven't done this in like a year. It's been like three weeks. Yeah, you know? and it's true. like. It just feels yeah. long for us, but so today what we are going to be coming back into into podcastdom, whatever you want to call it, we're going to be talking about movies that we just don't get. So these are movies that are either been critically acclaimed or that uh, the greater population has just gone crazy for. And you know, when me and do- the dog sit down, we just go, I don't get it. So we, we each have our own movies, or we've each come with, to this podcast with three movies that we were either disappointed by or just didn't dive into the hype that was that was presented by the general public. Yeah, I, well, and it's more, I don't get it. It's, it's, it's a lot of unpopular opinions more so. So, you know, it, for me, it, it was, of course, as always, more difficult researching this than I thought it would be. Because cause some movies that, you know, we our podcast on hate watches, like, like we get crappy movies. Like, I get why I, you, I shouldn't like that. Or I get why, you know, that it's Doritos and corn syrup. You know, a, a lot of people just eating it up for, you know, the, you know, the fun of it. But I think the movies that we're choosing here today are just like, I really can't put my finger on why I don't like it necessarily but i i don't know if that's how you approached it um i've come with reasons why i don't like it but i've also come with reasons why i get why other people or i get why there's been hype around certain movies so i mean why don't we just really just dive into it so that people can understand what we're talking about and we can kind of explain ourselves and just talk out these different movies so again we each have three not really putting any time limit on either one of them but just want to dive into the phenomenon or, or not phenomenon but the reasons why a movie did so well or was so successful or was received so well by the public and we just didn't get it so why don't, why don't all right so i'm gonna start off i'm gonna take the reins here because where this movie or excuse me where this idea stemmed from was it's you me and terry seeing wolf of wall street in theaters and and so that's my number one is wolf of wall street okay. which could be shocking to some of the listeners in that we always talk about how leo's can do no wrong and leonardo dicaprio <laughs> yeah we didn't even know. make it to the four minute mark and we've already mentioned leo we're back we're back baby All right, we're back baby i'm back yeah uh anyways i actually watched the departed last night it's so good <laughs> anyways i'm not talking about that uh I'm talking about Wolf of Wall Street and how I think it was just so overtly like the acting was it was just kind of obnoxiously overact there was just a bunch of overacting I think a lot of the the characters like uh, a lot of the actors kind of were self-aware in 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 their acting a bit and I just think the whole nature of the film I know it was supposed to be like this this over-the-top presentation of of you know the Wall Street guys in, in the early '90s, but I I just didn't be- I just didn't believe it. I was in you guys loved it. Yeah, I I loved it, and I still don't get why you weren't on board. It's gotten- I don't believe it. I don't believe the acting. I don't believe the 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 culture. Like I understand that. That, that a lot of it was true and a lot of this stuff happened and all that, like the, the tossing of the, the dwarves and the, the strippers at, at, in the workplace. And the, yeah, the I, I mean, I don't think that half of this stuff happened. I mean, they, they took it from the account of Jordan, what's, what's his name? Jordan something. 
And I mean, a lot of these things, they were so fucked up on drugs that the stories that they recount, they probably don't even really remember. Like, it's just, it, the movie was just a joyride. And that's what well, I, that's what I went into it thinking. And my only disappointment was the movie was the lack of the M Matthew McConaughey character that they really <laughs> used a lot to hype up the movie and to use in the, um, in the trailers and everything. But once we got into the movies, once we got that popcorn and we're sitting there in a packed theater, it was great. Like I, I loved it. Leo, I, who was it? Who's the director on that? Scorsese. Like it was yes, just, it, it just is. felt like yeah. a Leo and a Scorsese movie. Kyle Chandler was in the movie too. Like I just had Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill. It was Rob Reiner came out of nowhere. Like I thought it was everything that I was expecting it to be. And there was there was definitely a comedic thing throughout the entire like you're supposed to be laughing at how much of, you know, dickweeds these guys were and the things that they got like the whole Quaaludes scene where he's trying I to get into it. his car. I know you hated that, but hated it uh, but it was it was it was kind of funny the first time i saw it it was funny and i and i, and I think it's a rewatchable movie i like but, it but if we're being objective though in terms of just like the the acting performances were just so over the top there's no subtlety in the movie there's no like i don't even think there's a ton of art in the way that it was shot like watching departed watching that masterpiece scorsese like the, watching that masterpiece and then like Wolf of Wall Street, like I can't see the creativity in it, I think is, is what upsets me about it. It's just like you call it a joy rider, but a thrill ride or something. But Leo and, and, and for Jonah Hill, I think I think Jonah Hill's the best part of the movie, like his his portrayal of whatever crazy character that was like that really he, that was when Jonah started to show his acting chops beyond you know, just, you know, Seth Rogen style comedy, you know, stoner comedy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, which, uh, but anyways, uh, it's more about for me, why I just don't get it is it gets, I think it's the, what is it? The first movie where Leo got the golden globe, right? Or, Oh, I'm not sure for awards. I didn't, I didn't look that up, but uh, Tim, so I think I think I know why you don't don't get it. I think you didn't like. So if these guys existed in real life, it's much like your your uh, Jesse Eisner or whatever the guy's name is. Like, it's 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 you just don't like the characters in this, and so you weren't like relating with any of the characters. Like, it's so anti you to be like a corporate like steal money from people. He's the man in this. Like, it's everything that you hate. And it's and it's glorifying that in this movie. So, I mean, am, am I on the right path here? Like, is that something? Yeah, that I wanted to love it. I really did want to love it, and I wanted to to laugh at it and stuff. But it was so overt and heavy-handed. Like, it's 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 given to you on a platter with a fucking sledgehammer. Like, it it's it's this fancy movie with 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 just one note yeah you know it's this big movie and but for me it's just very one note and very um so was, I, I, I thought there was a couple things that gave it a little depth first off it showed how these two losers kind of met jonah hill and and jordan kind of scummy guys met up and went and took and started with nothing and went into something that that just blew up the other level kind of gets into the drug use throughout the 80s and 90s and how that was tied into business. I don't think that there's really, other than Wall Street, I guess, there really wasn't any other movie that was, that really depicted that. And this one, I know, it was probably over the top. Like he probably really wasn't, you know, tied to a, you know, uh, an airpoint plane seat just to protect himself. I, I went in thinking, okay, this is going to be ridiculous and just let your mind go. And that's why I think I enjoyed it and, and why you didn't. That, and it's and it's Leo for two hours doing Leo things. Honestly, I agree with you. I wish there was more McConaughey doing Me some too. of that. Like that was you're right. That was like the selling point of the movie, and then he's out of it. Yeah. Uh, so talk about disappointment. I feel I I just was disappointed, and I and I, don't, I I don't want to spend too much more time in it because okay. my main argument is the the acting. The, the way it was delivered was just so heavily handed and just loud and kind of, it didn't have a lot of grace. Like yeah. the film wasn't presented with like, 
Grayson. Yeah. It wasn't. I, I, Tim, like, I, I, I get you. I think, and I think our listeners get also, it too. Dog, we should, we got to mention Margot Robbie if we're going to talk about Wolf of Wall Street too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're I only, mean, you're only strengthening my case, anyone's case for liking the movie. It was her arrival. No, I think I'm strengthening the case of how much of a letdown it was for me because it like had all these elements to it that, sh- and I don't like to use the word should, but I should have liked it. And I just, I've given it so many different chances and I just found it again. So finishing up, it's the, the, the overacting and like the actors being aware coming through. It's the way it was shot. It's especially the background actors being like, fuck yeah, just yeah. the whole time. It was like just no subtlety at all in it. Like, I, so. I think when you go into a movie, it's hard for you to separate the characters from what the actual movie is trying to. So like you, like you hate a certain type of character. I like Patrick Bateman. I think, I think American Psycho is that same you know, uh, like the, all the guys in that Justin Thoreau, like all his buddies, I think they nailed it. Like that's like coked up Wall Street. Like that's funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. All right. <laughs> like, but I don't think I, 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 I anyways, I, I made my, my argument. It, it, right. it mainly for me was, was the execution of it all um, was just so, so heavy handed yeah. and sensational. Like, and it's so uh accentuated that I, I just couldn't enjoy it and you and terry uh will you know i mean I, I, that was my one experience where i'm sitting in a theater and uh I, i'm experiencing the same thing with two people that i normally share the same taste with and we come out seeing different completely different yeah. things yeah no i definitely right. i definitely definitely enjoyed it um all right so I think that that was a good one to start because that one was one that I did like and that you didn't. I think this next one, the one, my first one here is something, I'm not sure what your stance is on this, but it's a Napoleon Dynamite. So it's a 2004 movie. It was just something that was considered, not one of the first, but it was considered, we hadn't had a cult classic or a cult comedy in a while. And this one certainly was that. It was... There seemed to be a section of people, and I think more people than not would say that they liked Napoleon Dynamite, that was just raving about this, that they just loved it. They were quoting it everywhere. I, I think it was a small-time movie that was that went from, I think, what do I have it here? It was, it was a $400,000 budget that made close to $45 million in the theaters. And it just, it, this is before the time of like internet and Reddit, but it, it kind of just steamrolled and became a thing and no one knew why. But all of a sudden you go to school, you go to class, everyone's quoting it. I watched the movie and I get it. Like it's very quotable, but you go back and watch and actually see the, the delivery of these quotes and they're not funny. Like nothing that John, what's his name, John Hader? Yeah. No, nothing yeah. that he does is funny to me. And so I just couldn't understand why people were eating this up so much. And I still can't. I still don't get it. So it's all right. So it was like kind of like one of the first uh, new age indie films to break into Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and my specific memory of it is Putt, our cousin Putt uh, came up to me in school, like in school one day. It was just like, dude, I saw that me and like Joe Van Gogh's or whatever went and saw this movie. And it was like just so weird and 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 off the wall so like so that was the thing i think we've discussed this before how there was very little uh like marketing that went into it and how um there was um you know it it, it wasn't a blockbuster film i think maybe we even talked about it in blockbuster movies our podcast um but uh uh that episode um but, but it, there wasn't a huge bit of marketing around it. It wasn't like... No, it almost like you look back at it now and it's almost like if this movie existed today, it would just be a meme reel. You know what I mean? Like every single every single scene or every single thing would be like, oh, you know, the vote... The, I don't know, the whole vote for Pedro thing. It was kind of like people were bringing that to life and, and quoting it. Like much like they would do on like an Instagram or Twitter or whatever nowadays. So let me let me let me put this out there. So Napoleon as a person, like the whole existence of where they are 
is very unremarkable, right? Right. Um, it's very bland. It's very yeah. Uh, it's a bunch it's, of high school kids that that there's nothing around there, so they have to they have to do stuff to entertain themselves. They, they're all they've got. So it reminded me a lot of you remember the show Pete and Pete. Obviously, yeah. it's just a bunch yeah. of guys. Okay, we we're in school and then we get out of school and there's maybe like a Dairy Queen that we have to hang out at, and that's all we got. And there's a bunch. And in this movie, there's a desert, maybe a bunch of you know you could ride your bikes to different places where again you go from nowhere to nowhere on your bike. Like it, it just felt like they had to entertain themselves as kids growing up, and I felt like it was done so better. What's funny about that is that it is first off, well, it was well shot too. Like it was like an aesthetically pleasing movie. Um, in that, like, there's you know, there's these wide shots of the mountains and and uh, everything. Like the vote for Pedro shirt just popped. Like it was a very simple, simple movie. Um, but I think there was first off, there was some heart in it. Uh, secondly, I think. It again was one of the first of its kind in being an indie, uh, uh, a cheap, budgeted indie film. I don't think it was the first that, of its kind, but it was like it. It was one. It, it hadn't been done in a while. Um, I would I would disagree. I, I think it really is kind of one of the first of its kind in that like this 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 indie film uh, getting a big budget release uh, across America solely because people loved its quirks like why did we love its quirks though like i that that's where i think you just didn't like it like it just like me and wolf and wall street like i i don't know if you necessarily have good arguments like i, yeah. I feel like my arguments for wolf of wall street is well i think like, that's what this podcast is all about is us trying to talk it out so did did you actually like did you like uh napoleon dynamite did you like it i i if you asked me 20 uh when it came out the first five years yeah, definitely. Uh, is it a movie I've rewatched? I, I probably have. I probably haven't even watched it since before college. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe I should give it a chance and see what it's like. Um, I have a feeling it wouldn't be that entertaining. Um, but uh, because each, you're right. Each each scene is like a meme or is is very quotable. Yeah. Um, and I think it's but, it's, it's I, more fun to quote it than it is to actually watch it. That's my argument as as far as I think. What I was like. fun about this movie is it caught everyone off guard, but and it was also like like it no one really knew what it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So that's another element of it. Like like I think that's why Putt liked it and why he came to show me it. Not only was it an off brand sense of humor uh, in in a in a theater setting. But it was also, I don't know if we as Americans knew what it or as Americans, well, yeah, we, we didn't, uh, we didn't know what it was supposed to be. Like, yeah. sure, I guess it's a comedy, but, you know, but. Yeah, I think, it, I think you're right. You said something earlier. I think it felt different, so much different. It was because it was filmed in a different part of the country. It was out west. I think it was filmed in like Idaho. And I think that was, that's another thing. Like nothing was really ever filmed in Idaho before. So that's why it just kind of felt different. It brought that type of culture in. Um, I don't know, and I did. I think it, it it was, I think it was marketed in a way too that was it was marketed as a cult thing. So it's kind of like if you get it, it's if you don't get it, then you're in the you're dumb or something like that. It not 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 that sense, but you know what I mean. Like it's just kind of like oh, I get uh, I, I get how I think that's interesting. I think that like there is that element of like. Oh, we don't have to explain ourselves. You either get it or you don't. Right. It felt um, very Emperor's New Clothes to me. Like, oh, isn't that the funniest movie ever? And I watched it. I was like, no. Am I? Am I? What am I missing here? Like, that's not. Like, that's not even in the top hundred funniest movies I've ever seen. But all right, we. I, and then I just listened to quotes for half. So maybe that's half the reason I didn't like it because I just didn't get it, and everyone else did, and I, it just frustrated me. But anyway, well, I think it was also well. I what last thing it was kind of like a a uh a story that was you know good-hearted and in, in a way you know he does have like the there is the pinnacle moment where he does this dance on stage and you know he kind of rises to probably after that rises with some popularity in school and like you know there there is that pinnacle where he you know was kind of just 
you know, was he's a loser and then has that great moment and he helps his buddy get elected and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like it, it's it's just kind of like an unsung hero type of like almost I'm watching Freaks and Geeks right now. Yeah, that that was another thing that it it definitely had that same feel of Freaks and Geeks. It's high school kids with nothing to do and you're just you're just sitting there watching their dialogue. I liked Freaks and Geeks, but I did think that that was something that was overrated too. I think if I mean, I think we go back and watch Freaks and Geeks and see all of our favorite actors and with the knowledge of what they've done now. But in itself, back in the day, I didn't think it was that great. I think it's something that's become more popular with time. Whereas I think with the Napoleon Dynamite, it's just the opposite. It was so popular in that time that, uh, I don't know, it just... No, that's that's they're absolutely opposites of each other in that... Uh... Freaks and Geeks definitely has gotten better with time uh, based on the cast. Like, the cast is insane in Freaks and Geeks. Like, all the the minor characters, like, all of a sudden Champ from Anchorman is, like, all of a sudden, like, their waiter or something like that. Like, (laughs) you know, like, it's it's Judd Apatow, who's the director. Like, he just had an insane knack for talent. Yeah. Um, And I think it just, it comes through, uh, I think... We're not going to get too far into Freaks and Geeks because that's not one of my choices. But I am rewatching it right now, and I agree it's a little it's a little overrated. Um, but I get some of the nostalgia. I'm currently learning because the end of the first episode uh, is that the school dance in Sticks Come Sail Away plays, and it's like the slow song. <laughs> yeah, and dude, epic scene. It's an epic scene where like they he finally slow dances and, and it, anyways it inspired me to learn the song on guitar so that's part of my, my repertoire um but anyways uh yeah what's your second one so my second one um is the movie bohemian rhapsody uh which is essentially the biopic of freddie mercury um starring uh remy malek uh I remy malek yeah movie. i got you yeah uh, I don't know if you saw this one coming for me, because um, I've t- I've talked a lot of shit about it before. I've not talked a lot of shit. That's just like a no. This this doesn't shock me. I mean, you and I have talked about some mo- movies so much on and off podcast that I know I know this one kind of. All right. Well, so firstly, above. All right. So the movie that I I struggled with including this one because I get why people like it. It was just. It was the the right aid or the live eight scene, live aid scene, or like the uh, the the just the big concert scenes, and his impression was was pretty darn good. But but beyond that, I honestly the movie I thought was patronizing. I thought it was I it felt like someone did a biopic without doing research of Freddie Mercury. Like it was like almost like. They made a movie about what people perceive Freddie Mercury as, okay. as so, opposed to telling the truth of his story. So I know why you like. I mean, you just laid out why you don't like this one, and I mean, it, it's sure. coming off the. It's coming off of what we just did. We just did a documentary. You are wicked into documentaries. You love the truth stuff. Like, this is not a documentary. This is another joyride. This is. Uh, it, the movie is almost one big long montage to get to Live Aid and. It's 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 the coming up and it's the accentuating what is going to be played to the public rather than what's actually true, right? So like yes. th- there's I mean you've mentioned this before I don't know if it was on a podcast or if we were just chatting about movies, but like they really like highlight his homosexuality in this in this movie where that in real life was a very little part of what Queen was all about. And also Freddie Mercury's identity as a person, like he he was married to a woman and was left his inheritance to her in like towards the end of his life, which uh, he spent in uh, in Switzerland in Montreux. Uh, I don't know if you remember going through that town. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he uh, spent his final days with her and, you know, loved her just like just you know just as a person anyways but it wasn't about like they made the movie they used him as a as a uh, progressor of a movement and he wasn't necessarily personally a you know 
that that wasn't his personal um, goal in life. He he was a musician and an so artist. So you're 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 you think that if Freddie Mercury was alive and watched this movie, he would he'd be rolling in Just, his grave right now. He he would not like it. Uh, I don't know if he'd necessarily be rolling in his grave, um, but I, I don't think he'd like it. But 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 the reason I laid this all out first is because uh, this isn't. I can, I, again, I have understanding around all of this. Like, but what I don't understand is this: the actor who plays him. I think this guy is weird as fuck. Like, his eyes are so strange. Yeah. Like, like this guy. I, every time I look at him, he's in. <laughs> Not at the museum, he's like the mummy or like the whatever, the pharaoh. You're talking about he's, Remy Malek. Rem, yes, Remy Malek. His eyes are just, I think he's an alien. I swear, I swear to God. No, I'm just kidding. But so like, I, I, he, I'm, I'm on board with that. So he got, he won the Oscar for this. And there's no way, like, it was fun. He was he played, he portrayed him good. But I mean, this wasn't like the biopics to all, end all biopics. I think people just had such a good time listening. It was the right time for a Queen comeback. And he did a, you know, he did a decent enough inter, um, uh, impression of him where, I don't know, it just it just kind of caught momentum. Though I, I think he's overrated myself. Like, I don't hate him, but I think he's overrated. He's not Oscar worthy. I just think he's a really strange looking dude, but also just like his delivery uh, on, I'd never really liked his delivery in anything, but it was, for me, it felt very... It was just felt pandering. It felt pandering. Yeah. I, and it also, um, it felt just full of ego. Like somehow, all right, so <laughs> something that upset me in um, this research uh, was when I typed in Bohemian Rhapsody, it wasn't the the first things that didn't come up are Queen and, and, and Brian May, the guitarist, or the, the album, and Freddie Mercury. It's, film 2018 film bohemian rhapsody it's like yeah. that's that's exactly why i think it's bullshit and uh and but but that's why i think it's bullshit yeah i got you doug, doug it's you, you prefer the but truth why, i think I you would most likely but, just, right, but the name of the podcast is i just don't get that and i just don't get people's uh endear in endearance endearance with yeah they, i don't know the word uh endearance with uh this guy remy Malek. he's just like it's just it's just he's just weird looking and he's not that good an actor uh and i just i just don't get that like i just don't get why all right so for this movie i just don't get why people can't see through the bullshit a and b why people can't See through him being just weird and not want to watch. Look into his eyes for like an hour and a half. So, I think this this played well with a generation who was not was born after Freddie Mercury died. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> short of any, any YouTube clips that they've ever seen, which is pretty much just all him performing, I think he got that part of it down. So they're willing to believe whatever bullshit you call that went along with his his life story. So what right. would you say the percentage of people who watch this never saw Freddie Mercury on do anything? They just they they love Queen music from whatever it's Mighty Ducks or whatever. Just you can't you can't just go th- you can't go through life without hearing Bohemian Rhapsody, We Are the Champ, like all this stuff. So they they love that part of it and then they threw an eccentric performance on top of it and I think that that's just those two things alone is what is what made people go crazy over this. I'm with you. It wasn't the best movie I've ever seen, but I didn't hate it like you did. I understand why the audience ate it up. I just didn't eat it up as much as them. But I don't. I wouldn't say I hate anything. Or I, I wouldn't use hate. It's such. What a about Joseph word, Gordon? What about Joseph Gordon-Levitt? <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, I don't hate him. I honestly, I would love to. I'm sure he's a good guy. Like that's the thing. I, just because I don't like his performances doesn't mean I don't like it. Yeah. There's a lot of, and vice versa. There's a lot of performances I really like and probably wouldn't wouldn't like to hang out with that person. Yeah. But no, uh, poor Joseph Gordon-Levitt has just become a target for for fun's sake. Honestly, I don't even have that much ammo against him anymore. Uh, but anyways, um, so we know why I don't like that. 
but what I just, it's again, it's not a hate. It's just, I just don't get why there is this guy. Again, he got the Oscar for it, uh, or uh, whatever award he got there for it. Uh, and again, it, it was just a huge, huge movie that I, I just, I, I'm, the only one in the theater leaving being like, what the, what the hell? I'm sure you're not the, I'm sure you're not the only one. I wouldn't say that it was a polarizing movie, but I'm sure you're not the only one who thought that he didn't deserve the Oscar. I, and I'm with you. So, all right, let's get on to the next one. I'm, yep. I'm just going to warn you for my next pick. I'm going to break your heart. And there's some nice things that I'm not going to say that are very nice about this movie, this movie franchise. And you're going to, I, I, if, if we haven't gotten into I, it already... I'm on, it's, I'm on edge here. What's, what, just hit me with it. I mean, it, there's no surprise. I don't get the Avengers. I don't get the universe. I don't get the oh. movies. I don't get any spinoff with with the galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I mean, I'm not going to go so far as to hate them because I'll just always watch them just to see what the hype is. I see the Avengers series much like you see the Big Bang Theory. Who are the millions and billions of people who are spending their hard-earned money to go watch what seemingly to me, it's like, it's like watching someone play a video game. Like, it's, it's, there's no acting. There's no real great acting. It just feels very middle America. Like, this, this is, I can't believe that people are entertained by the Avengers. And I'm sorry, Doc, because I know you're really into the universe and Thanos. And No, I'm, I'm just really glad. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm really into the universe. I, in, it, I enjoyed the series up until Endgame, uh, which is the final image. Like, it's because it's a culmination. It's, it, it also is it, a culmination of, of movies spread across like what 12 years there's nothing that's nothing in history that's even touched that like so they star Star wars uh fast and furious no but intertwining stories having solo movies having all their stories intertwine and then come together for for culmination movies like that's pretty epic i mean i feel like i feel like what they did it's like hang on hang on what, what, all right, so what do you think about X-Men and the whole, in Logan, like that move with uh, the, the end of Wolverine and all that stuff? So what I do you feel, think about X-Men? With that one, it depends, on, it depends on the episode. So I thought Logan was awesome. I thought the first couple of X-Men were awesome. I thought like but, the one where they go back to like Professor X were like their kids again. I thought that those were just cheap money pulls. I, so I, the, those are like the new age ones, not a fan either. Yeah, so, and they all um, have different not, directors. Like it's the same thing as like, Oh, I don't know. Like, the, the, so if you watch a Bond, if it's if it's a different director, like Skyfall and Casino Royal were much different than Spectra and Quantum of Solace because they had the feel of whatever that director was bringing. I think it's the same thing with the X Men. It's not just one person all the way through. And I'm not even sure if, if Avengers is, but it just feels like okay, we're we are making this movie for one reason only, and that's to make money. And I'm very aware of that the entire time. I all right. So the reason I ask, all right. So with X Men though, and with Logan, do you agree that there is some? Um, as a kid, you watched X Men, so you you like the the comic books and the the cartoon show, um, and like. So do you agree you have some stake vested in? The character that is Batman or Spider Man or is uh, do you not do you not have that feeling yeah, I do. I, I always like the Hulk. I always liked the Incredible Hulk, like Lou Ferrigna and like all the all the movies I would, you know, Hulk was played by a bunch of different people leading up to the Avengers where they finally landed on Ruffalo. But I like I I enjoyed them individually like um what's another one? Like who's who's another? Like a Captain America like yeah, sure. Like there's certain ones as soon as they brought them all together and just called it the Avengers, it just felt like you know when like a TV series, two TV series come together and they're just trying to boost ratings, like it's a happy day in Jefferson, the Jeffersons or like the Simpsons and Family Guy. Like all they're trying to do is just say, oh, you like this, you like this, let's put them together and you're going to love. That's what it feels like for the Avengers. That and I'll, let me, before you before you go, another another thing is it's just, it's one, it's a, it's very formulaic. There's always some epic CGI battle at the end. That takes yes. a half an hour. 
these people who have superpowers are punching each other in the face for a half an hour. And I'm supposed to like believe like Thanos has the ability to like reverse time. Why don't you freaking do that? Like at the beginning, we, we just end, you know what I mean? Like just do that at the beginning already. Like, why are you waiting? Why are you taking 90 punches that mean nothing to you in the face? It's just a bunch of lights and noises and CGI that just mean nothing to me. It desenses the, the epic, the epic battle. I'm desensitized to the epic battle and I don't enjoy it anymore. It's a thrill ride. Okay. All right. Fine. But I'm not thrilled by it. I'm, It'd be like riding the same roller coaster over and over and over. By the time you get to the your, the third ride, which is basically Act Four of the of the movie, you're you you feel like you've done this before. Like, how many more epic battles are they gonna have to are they gonna have to have to decide the universe that look exactly the same way? All right. First off, you haven't broken my heart because I'm pretty sure I'm done. Not I'm done with it all. Like I'm not done with it all, but like. I saw the the trailer for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I'm just I can't say I'm excited anymore. But but think about this before. So hold on, like, hold on, hold on. Why aren't you excited about that? Before you go to that, why aren't you excited because about? Because the, the pinnacle already happened with Endgame. Like okay. it's all downhill from here. Okay, but you you don't think that there's going to be more and more and more like this Winter Soldier, whatever? They're they're going to continue oh, to try to set this stuff. There's a show out right now called WandaVision, which uh, my buddy Jake and I have, have watched the first couple episodes, which is actually, it's creative. It's like, uh, so it's the the witch, Scarlet Witch and Vision, but it's taking, it's in I Love Lucy. Okay. Uh, anyways. So, you're, so, so your concentration or your, you've, you've already come to like end games that and then it's over. So mine was, okay, the end of. As soon as I saw Captain America, Hulk, and Iron Man, all who had their separate movies before then come together, that's where I reached my saturation point. That's where I go, I mean, what, like, what are we doing here? We're just, we're, we're crowding the screen at this point. Like, it's, it's just, I, I don't get it. But the second that that happened, that's when their money went, in, went from the hundred millions to the billions in the box office. And I just don't get why. What I think it's amazing, because it much like, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, it built its own universe that is, is sure, there's, it's Doritos and corn syrup and CGI, and it, and it's, it is formulaic, sure. Um, but it also, again, we have people who like it have some stake invested in these characters uh, from reading them as comic books as kids. Um, and, you know, th thinking about, you know, themselves in these positions, that's where a lot of these, you know, diehard fans like really grow attached is like the, the, the character arcs and, and what happens with Avengers is it's a group character arc. So like, so it's not all of the films, the individual films were leading in my opinion to Endgame, which, um, it, which was like where literally like in all the Marvel characters come together and then like they fight the biggest guy and like it's like okay that's full saturation that's full saturation yeah I, but, I, but that's but you understand that that's the for the first hour and a half for the first hour of the movie all of these are roughly between 90 minutes and two hours it's you can almost pinpoint when there's going to be an epic battle there has you been don't a, like but you don't like uh well done choreographed fight scenes. You don't like the most. Like Captain America does his hand to hand combat. But Doug, like, that's what I'm saying. They're not choreographed. They're built like you would build a video game. Like they're they're all CGI. Like when Iron Man's having a fight, no, all I, you, no, all, not, the no, only not, the no. only acting that you see of Robert Downey Jr. is his face in in the mask. He's not actually out there doing hand to hand combat. He's in his suit. There's people there. Scarlett Johansson, Chris Hemsworth, uh, um, Captain America. Uh, these are all people who are in the filming of it. The Winter Soldier. They're all doing the a lot. A lot of them are doing the physical choreography, much like the the Game of Thrones crews were doing the choreography. Like I've seen the background footage. It's really cool. It's 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 like they put some hard work into it. And and the fact that like much like Bond movies, the technology keeps growing with each with each episode, quote unquote, each movie, each progression, like the. It's, it's neat to see the new technology in this fake universe that they're building 
while they're continuously molding this group character arc towards like this pinnacle moment. And I think it happened, but that's why I'm done is because. All right. I just don't get it. Like you say that they do all the hand to hand combat. I doubt Mark Ruffalo once, once the Hulk turns into the Hulk is doing anything (laughs) Same thing with the Iron Man. It's just a video game, and then we just see a, a Robert Downey Jr.'s face with a bunch of little Watch. sciency graphics around. He's just standing in a room. I'm very aware he's just standing in a room. He's not flying through the air. That's not him. Like, I, I don't. You know. don't think Black Widow? You don't think Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson's a cool character? You don't think that's a cool character? I mean, I like Scarlet Joe, but I I feel like doing the Black Widow is just complete sellout. And I was upset. Like anytime yeah, someone. Anytime someone takes a money, why, well, here's a question for you: Why don't actors like uh, Leo, for instance, like Daniel Day Lewis, why don't they get into the uh, comic book world game? Why don't they do that? I'm gonna squash you right now. Squash uh, me, Don. Uh, Hugh Jackman. You wouldn't put Hugh Jackman in that A-list caliber of actor. If the Avenger does something like Logan did, then and yes, then. I would be if if it was just all pew 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 with but there, there is some there is some death. No, so I, I'm not happy. If Hugh Jackman wasn't Wolvie, then though I do think that that's probably his defining character for his role, right or wrong. If he never did Wolvie, I would have more respect for him. Yes, I would. So that so but, also, so why, but but dog but dog you didn't answer. Why don't you think Daniel Day Lewis? Uh, why isn't he the next Batman? Why isn't he Professor X of the next generation? Why won't he do a movie like that? Ego. But what's in the ego? Like, what is he thinking? Like, he wants to do it all. He wants to probably be about his, you know, raw acting chops and the... the it, it, it's not his stop. Like, all right, so what... I think the real argument, it, it, is there a place for CGI? Like, you know, like... Like I yes. think you're more pissed off about the the formula and the CGI and the 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 overt use of of graphics yes, as opposed I, to acting. I feel like I'm going over to my friend's house and watching them play a video game anytime. Okay. In the last half hour of every Avengers movie, I feel like the there is no acting, there's no story building. Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman, that first hour of the movie was great. The last half hour where she's just you just hear yeah, metal sounds beating each other and like yeah. i'd rather go outside that's and watch a fireworks show that's wonder woman that's we're talking avengers that's Focus every single avengers. one but it's every single one it doesn't matter like it's that yeah, type that's of movie completely different that's dc universe that's not marvel that's you can't even compare dc fine. and marvel i'm telling you fine let's let's go let's go the last episode of endgame i've seen them all the last episode of endgame minus like the thanos part or whatever like, I think I would literally rather just go outside and watch and go see Christmas lights because that's, <laughs> there's, that, there's no depth. There's no depth to all these people who have superpowers punching each other in the face epically. Like, yeah, so okay. You don't think, there's, you don't think there, is, there is value in building a universe, uh, expanding on ideas of the multiverse and quantum mechanics and doing that? Like, the, those things are all used in the movies, like, and they're intertwining it, intertwining those complex things and ideas, and, and like with with traditional American Captain America style like patriotism, as well as like uh, you know just just plain old action mm. as well. Like I, I I don't see why it's you dislike it so much. Like I I think it's I think it's because it's the CGI that really just bothers you. No, it's, it's, it's also the research, too. I'm just very aware that I'm watching a movie the entire time, and I, there's, there's, there's no depth. I'm sure there's depth in the technology, but anyways, we spent way too much time on the Avengers. Let's, let's go to your next movie, your, your final movie. We, maybe we can have another podcast to continue to hash this out, but again... No, I think I'm so glad. I'm glad you brought that. That's that's I I've known you're not a huge fan, but I didn't know you were that dispassionate about it. No, it's not the dispassionate. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Like no, that's that's fine. And, and I it's even after I explain it to you the, with the 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 vested, uh, you know, uh, I'm time. Sure, I'm sure most people who are listening agree with you. Agree with what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm watching this break box office record after box office records, and I and I 
don't get it. But much like I watch Big Bang Theory break network TV show records after network, t- you're going to tell me that that's a better show than The Simpsons ever was or like, the, like get out of here. Like, or better than, it does better nine, better, better numbers than Seinfeld. It's not a better So show. you're not impressed that they have, over the past 10 years, there's been full character arcs that the, the, like essentially the conception and death of of these 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 um, these these characters and by characters I mean Cap the 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 shell that is Captain America or um, Spider Man the suit you know what I'm saying like you don't think there's value in seeing all of those things a, a full arc of those specific characters that we've had I, since before I, we I understand were born. yes so I understand what you're saying and I feel that same way so much like when you watch The Wire or even The Simpsons for there's a character arc and development. I, I like it when it's characters, when it's just a suit and like technology around Iron Man's suit or Spider Man's suit, or like, oh, now I can fly. Like, no, that doesn't like, that doesn't interest me because it's just so predictable. Like, they die. Like, uh, so isn't that like that? That's another thing. It's not like some like in Endgame, Tony Stark dies. Like Captain America gets old. Like all this shit. Like it. It's the end for me. Like, like that. Like, that's it. Like, that's it. Like, Vision's dead. Like, all these things. Like, like, I, I for that. That's it. Like, for me, I think it's really impressive and, and obviously unprecedented for them to have this this movie arc over what twelve years or whatever, ten years, and people have time vested. So you, you say you don't get it. That's time invested in these. These characters, they've, you know, they've grown up with them. I'm, I'm saying it was, anyone's time can be bought. And especially for each one of these characters making 20 million a, a, an episode, they, they would do anything. This is, this is right. a, more of a money grab than anything. All right, let's get to right, let's, let's, let's move on and I'm going to piss. I'm really, with my, with my, with my final choice here, I'm going to piss Crystal off really bad. Hope, she's so she's not in the house. Don't worry. Uh, and I don't know. I might be pissing a few people. So pretty woman. Just don't. Oh, wow. All right. I'm a little offended by that. Thankfully, Crystal's not here. She would come through the, come through the screen and ring your neck. She might straight up cut me. Um, (laughs) but no, it's not that I just don't get it. It's so this is, I, I wanted to talk to you about this beforehand, but I kept it till now. So it's more Julia Roberts, less pretty woman. Um, and when we were doing our research, I was like, kept thinking of movies she was in, but I didn't really have a specific movie to choose where I was like, I just don't get that. Cause, cause honestly, pretty woman, I do get it, but like, it's more, it's more an excuse to say Julia Roberts career. Okay. So I'm going out of, out of the, no, the box but, here. I mean, and just Julia Roberts on the whole, I don't get the, in like, I, I dated a girl whose father was just like he was obsessed with not obsessed with Julia Roberts, but he 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 thought she was like the prettiest girl and like the best actress and like was like wow like and I, I just I, dude, I don't get it at okay. all. Okay, I think I can help explain this one to you, and I understand what mm-hmm. you're saying. She came after your time, so the first half of her career, or let me say, before the first, my time, you mean? Yeah, she came before your time. Yeah. You said you, she came after my time. She came before. Okay, yes, that's right, Matt. Yep. So the first fourth of her career is probably ten times better than the latter three-fourths of her career. And I think the Julia Roberts that the, that your buddy's dad and maybe that I and then Crystal, since we're a little bit older, grew up with, she was killing it. She was the, the new young hot star, and whatever she made couldn't – Mystic Pizza, she was – she just – your your eye captured her pretty woman. Steel these Mag- are these aren't I movies that you see. Like I, yeah, I get Steel, it. Exactly. Like, Steel Magnolia. These weren't movies you were watching when you were in your developmental years. You saw stuff like The Mexican and Aaron Brockovich, which may, might was pretty good. I but, liked Aaron Brockovich as a movie. I, I can't right. say she. I but, like her, but I just don't like her. I think like, the first fourth of her career was so good that that's what's imprinted in everyone's mind. Much like. All the stuff that Jim Carrey did in like the early to mid '90s. That's we can forgive him. So someone like I don't know, like one of Mary Beth's kids, who maybe the first movie they saw was 
Yes Man or Mr. Popper's Penguin, that's their image of Jim Carrey and they don't really get why we're seeing it. Whereas I think that's the same thing with Julia Roberts. Like the first few movies I saw, I was like, oh, who is this new redheaded star? Like, wow. But you might not, you have gone back and watched it and those, those movies don't necessarily, uh, whatever, they, they don't necessarily hold up over time. And, but the people, they've already had these imprinted, you know, vis- they've already made up their mind about Julia Roberts right when she came up. So she can do no wrong for the rest of their, her career. Much like, you know, we see a, a Jim Carrey or a, or a Sly Stallone or whatever. Like, who, who, what's another 90s character that we... Nick Cage, right? Like, if anyone started if anyone started following Nick Cage's career 2010 and on, they'd be like, this guy's garbage. Like, and then go back and watch his stuff and maybe not get it. I think that that's no, I, what... I think it's a, it's a good argument. Um, it's, you know, it, she came into prominence before I was even born. That's, that's, that's fair. Um, uh, but I just kind of, I, I just haven't really liked her performances. Actually, Aaron, I'm glad you brought up Aaron Brockovich because I, I think she was great in that. Um, uh, and that's maybe, that's probably the most I'll give her. Uh, but, uh, and, and again, it's not because of poor acting necessarily. I, I'm not going to pick apart her acting. It's, it's more of just like a personal gut thing. Uh, but but my choice here is Pretty Woman. Okay. Um, and, and I do want to touch on that a little bit because all right, and Crystal, you, Crystal, Kate, uh, your friend Katie, you and I had this discussion over dinner recently mm-hmm. uh, when we were talking about how I, when I watched it for the first time, which was this past year, uh, Pretty Woman. That is, um, I thought it was like really kind of not inappropriate but just kind of like it was made to be a fun romp but it was like a super dark story in my you know with this year there was a lot of darkness going on as well who knows what frame of mind i was in when i was watching it but uh but i personally felt that like her being a hooker and richard gear taking advantage of her jason alexander alexander trying to rape her like the whole thing Although it was made into a a fun romp, I felt like the values were really kind of skewed in that. Like she was just taking advantage of him as much as she he was taking advantage of her. Like that's where I felt like the the movie is a little bit skewed. And then all of a sudden, when he wants to continue to pay her, she's like, "No, I, it just like it really." I, I thought the the va- the line of values is really was skewed. I guess. And again, maybe I'd rewatch it and think of it differently. Or then I do have the understanding that it was released in a different time. Yeah. Uh, but but the fact that I went in thinking it was going to be this fun romp, uh, quote unquote. I think I'm sure I've read that somewhere, and why I keep referring to it as that. Um, but uh, uh, and then to watch know, it for like, the first time. So like, so you watched it for the first time what two years ago? Last year? No, this year in preparation for a podcast. So, right. So, I mean, her wins back in like, what was the movie? 1988, 1989. The wins that, that she has is in the misogynistic world that was that was the you know late 80s, early 90s, I think was empowering to women at, at that time. And now like we've, you know, that we're, you know, during the Me Too era and it's gone to the next level. So those little wins and those things that were fun for people and like, you know, empowering to women back then look a lot different than they do today. So you seeing that for the first time, you know, I think is probably just a sign of like the times, like we're, you seeing for that for the first time isn't as shocking or isn't as, you know, empower, you think is empowering as, as what they thought back in 89. So maybe. And I understand some of, some people may eye roll at my analysis of it in that it was, you know, you know, I'm taking it a little bit too, you know, too intensely with, but with the, the subject matter, whatever. But, but I personally, again, what it, what it came down to was I thought it was just two people who were using each other. And then there was just, I, 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 I could poke, I could poke personal holes in it. Yeah. Uh, but, but it really just gave me an excuse to talk about Julia Roberts um, and how I, her career, like, I really just like, like I watched me and Maddie watch Ocean's Eleven recently, which is a fun movie. 
Uh, it's a good movie. Um, and, uh, but when she comes down the stairs and they're like, and Matt Damon's like, oh, this is the best part of my day. And then she <laughs> walks down and like it's like her flat mouth, like like she thinks she's really attractive and her hair's in a weird. And she's like, it's, I was just like that. Her? her? No, just like Arrested Development. Egg. Her? <laughs> but anyways, anyways. <laughs> I really, I, it, it's more of a, a gut thing rather than... No, I hear you. And, and yeah, I, I think it's all about a time thing. I mean, I think you and I look back uh, even at like a, I don't know, like a Marilyn Monroe or like a Glenn Close or whatever. We just don't see what our what the generation before us sees, you know, like... Yeah, it's, a, it's a decent point. You know, this movie did come out the year I was born. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I, I I totally understand that. But again, it was more of an excuse to talk about how I just don't get like how some guys are just like. I would be curious to ask Dad what he thinks about Julia Roberts. He loves her. He loves Julia Roberts. See, I yeah, it's just I just I just don't get. I All just right. don't get. It. Right. Like he thinks he's Richard Gere. You know what I mean? Like every guy his age thinks he's like Richard Gere, or. No, he thinks he's Kevin Costner. I think mom's... Kevin Costner, right, Costner, right. Mom's like, doesn't dad look like a less handsome Kevin Costner? Like, yeah, I guess you got the less handsome part right, but... <laughs> God, I hope he's falling asleep by the time we've got to the hour mark here. Let's, we might be in trouble. Anyways, um, so speaking of... Uh, the theme is that we don't, we don't get it. Uh, my last movie, I just... In every... You know, definition of the of the whole th- or every theme that we're talking about here that I don't get it. I didn't get this movie from start to finish. I don't get what happened. I'm talking about the movie The Big Short. So this is the movie starring yeah. starring Christian Bale, Brad Pitt, Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, huge huge cast. And so in, in The Big Short's about the housing crisis and and all the people who got bailed out and made money of around the 2008. Um, stock market crash and housing crash. uh, Between 2008 and 2015, when this movie came out, I didn't really fully understand what was going on. So I went into that movie saying, okay, this is not only going to be a great movie because we've got all these, you know, you know, renowned actors. I'm also going to understand what happened back then in 2008 in the, in the housing market. I left thinking that the movie sucked and I still, I think I felt like I left the movie dumber than I went in because I didn't, I still don't know what the hell happened back in 2008. And I still can't get it. So I think the, re- the reason uh, I brought well, the- All right. Well, I'm just surprised because I was honestly going to, I was going to bring it up earlier uh, when I was talking about Wolf of Wall Street and say, like, if Wolf of Wall Street was executed like the big short, then I would have liked it better. Because I thought the big short was, was, did exactly that in that. It, it delivered an explanation of the the AAA bonds and the the A or the the the, the bonds that were being uh, sold as high quality bonds, but were in fact very low quality bonds with a with with weak floors on them, essentially that were bound to fall out. Okay, and that's what and that's what people could and that's what people were seeing is. And, and shorting in the market. Um, so essentially, and that's what happened with GME GameStop this past week. Well, so Reddit. that's that's another reason why I brought this one up because it. I think someone's going to make a movie about what just happened with Robinhood and GameStop. And I've read every article trying to figure this out. I've called friends who are in that type of uh, industry, banking and Wall Street. And I still don't know, like having them, I'm like, please dumb it down. And then when they do, I say, please dumb it down even more because I don't know what's going on. And that this might be my... I think what you don't, why you don't understand it is because of the, the corruption and the level of uh, of, of oversight and in, in, in turning the other way. And essentially what it was is that it... it is, it's explained, the movie explains how people were investing in low quality things that were being sold as high quality. Okay. I mean, you've you've dumbed it down. You've dumbed it down, but I still just, from that movie, I just still didn't get it. And I think that that says more about my knowledge of like the market than anything else, because I, they're probably using, you know, simple market terms that I just have no knowledge about. So you don't, so you don't, you just don't get the, what, 
they tried to deliver in the movie. Did you like the movie? No, um, no. So I didn't. I didn't really like the movie. I thought it was if those four if those four actors were going to get together and do something good, then it was I, it was completely missed on me. I felt like there was a lot of like snarky like market jokes that like were kind of political, and to see those four do a project together and to waste it on something not waste it because people did like it, but to do something that was kind of political and kind of. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I see that's it's it's not political. It's it's just calling out the banks for being or calling out the 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 government for reimbursing the banks who backed these really flimsy uh, stocks or th these investments and yeah. they, they knew they were doing wrong. So I, like, I guess that I guess that subject if if you're getting those four together, I guess that subject just doesn't it doesn't interest me. About, especially because it's such a confusing it's confusing subject matter. And and I would like to point out the title of this podcast is Jerks in the Fourth Row. So two guys who didn't study this shit who studied political science and math in college are not gonna tell you what happened. But but the fact that it did dumb it down and, and we can have a basic understanding, I, I think is important. And that's why those actors invested in it, um, invested in the movie. I mean, um, yeah. And, and I, I don't know. I thought it was good. I felt I like Gosling in it. He was fun to watch. I thought Steve Carell was a, it was a really interesting character. His like his, his ranty, like asshole, New York, wall street guy, but with a, with a bleeding heart. Hmm. Uh, his brother commits suicide. I thought there was some depth to that movie. Okay, personally. no, and I think most people did. I think it was it was nominated for an Oscar, and I think I would think I think I'm in the minority here for someone who just didn't like it. I just I felt like it was just so. You know what? Another movie I just saw. The, the, have you seen the new Denzel movie on HBO? With no, but Maddie and I we're, we're waiting to watch that. We've been again we're watching Freaks and Geeks and. And Band of Brothers, and no, we haven't got to. Okay, I won't ruin it for you, but it was three Oscar winners together. I feel like they could have done something a little bit better. That's that's what I've heard. That's yeah. what I've heard. So it's just it, when a cast comes together like that and disappoints, I think that that's what I really am most upset about. And then the whole that I don't get it part was the the bonds and everything that you just tried to explain to me, and everything that people have always tried to explain to me that I just don't think I have the capacity. So I, when I feel, <laughs> when I, when a movie exposes how dumb I really am, that's, that's, I don't want to have that feeling leaving a movie theater. And that's, well, that's maybe I mean. you just need to reapproach the subject matter in a different, in a different way and write down some things. Cause it, that's what Jay, uh, uh, Ryan Gosling tried to do with that Jenga, the, the Jenga game, the Jenga set, that, that scene where he's, He's explaining how these markets are are built out of these bonds, and and as those bonds fall fall off in in, in falter, they they leave the entire market flimsy because they're full of these bonds that are are are, are flimsy. And anyways, so that scene did it for me. Okay, uh, maybe go back and watch that, and maybe go back and and go to the scene where Margot Robbie Robbie's in the. Uh, hot tub with a glass of champagne and explaining it you might maybe you got distracted yeah maybe that. that might have had something to do with it <laughs> I think so, <laughs> so. But right. I, I i get how you just didn't get it's a, it's a confusing it's confusing subject matter but go back and rewatch that one for its cinematic it's cinematic <laughs> cinematic value um again steve carl's decent gosling real good uh christian bale um also uh, it is 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 fine. He's he's fine in it, but like try it again. Okay. Um. All right. So that that was pretty much all I had. So I just did want to do a couple of honorable mentions. I know you kind of went off on like Julia Roberts. I couldn't. One of the things that I just don't get as much as I think the general public are uh, Italian mob movies. I love The Godfather. I love Goodfellas. But I felt like in the late 90s and, you know, even today with like the Irishman, I think that it's just such an overplayed genre that I don't enjoy them anymore. I go back and it kind of has watered down The Godfather to me because there are these cliches that are in almost all of these movies that I just, if The Godfather was its own thing and maybe like a Goodfellas and like maybe a Donnie Brasco, whatever, they would, if they just cut it off there, 
I think I would like it, but it's been tried so many times that the so genre about, itself is watered down for me. So is The Departed uh, a mob movie to you? It is. I did like that one, though. I did. I got to say, I did like that Brilliant. one. Brilliant. Honestly, we watched it last night, and I was like, damn. That is one of the... I, I can't find really anything besides, like, Mark Wahlberg in... in uh, in Alec Baldwin's in the uh, and then the female therapist accents. Yeah. Besides that, through their three accents, it's a, almost a flawless. Movie. It is. It's so, a, so I wish I could almost pick and choose the ones that I really like, and then just forget about all the other attempts. At, at no, I get it. It's definitely it's definitely a, an oversaturated genre. Uh, I think the, if I had to pin, and, if I had to pinpoint one, it would be The Irishman. I just thought that that was a bad movie, and it's just guys like play, it's. It's the South Park member berries. It's just like let's play it all again. Let's 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 do what we've always done. Do you do you know from Goodfellas? Do you know that Joe Pesci won an Oscar in Goodfellas? He won Best Supporting Actor. Joe Pesci has a freaking Oscar. Like how is that possible? He was, he was. What are you talking about? He was amazing in that. But it's just I don't know. I just feel like he's. Uh, who's the Who's the Corleone? The who, James Caan from from the first from Godfather. Oh, I can't think of the. I just feel like he plays another one of those guys. I don't. I, I just feel like it's not an original. It's not an original. Um, You're calling Scorsese and Goodfellas? Not? No, Goodfellas is one of the ones I'd take. It's just I feel like I've just seen that role over and over and over again, and it could be just. That's like honestly, that's like my top. That and The Departed are my top mob movies of all time. So I disagree. All right. But, no, but, I'm using a bad example because Goodfellas was good. Godfather's good. Donnie Brasco, eh, all right. Like, I don't know. I just feel like De Niro doing The Irishman just was overplayed. We just didn't need to see it. And then the fact that it was nominated for an Oscar, if, if you did that same movie and didn't use those characters, then we wouldn't be talking about Oscar stuff. It was Oscar bait and I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like it was certainly uh, Oscar bait, but, but that's why we get it. So, But this podcast was I just don't get it, so... Anyways, I think that's probably a good spot to wrap it yeah, up right man. there. Yeah, the jerks. We thought we were going to go a half hour, but we've uh, in our time off, we've had a lot of hot air stored up. So thanks for bearing yeah, with us if you're still here at the end. And uh, take a look on our on our Spotify feed, dog. I think you're going to be updating some uh, old yeah, episodes. Yeah, we're going we're to post some of our backlog. I think there's uh, ten or eight, eight to ten episodes from when we originally started. We'll do our first episode within, you know, that was Inception on inception uh so we'll be posted in the next week or so so look forward to um uh going through all of the episodes as we approach the end of season one of jerks in the world all right awesome sounds good man take it easy all right peace paper slamming the stapler